It's Tuesday, November 22nd, and today on Texas Rangers with the boys, Kevin and Bull are going to discuss the first base position. It's pretty wrapped up tight at the major league level, but we'll talk about what's down on the farm and maybe even get into a little bit of free agent talk and see where the day goes beyond that. Join us today on Texas Rangers with the boys. Welcome to Texas Rangers with the boys. It's YBK, a.k.a. your boy Kev, Kevin Frazier. Welcoming everybody to the show. Glad everybody's uh, glad everybody's here who's listened. Hey, guys, you can find me at Twitter, uh, at Kevin Lee Frazier. You can also find me on IG there. Join me, joining me tonight, a partner in crime, the 300-pound manimal, a.k.a. Bull. Bull, where can they find you on socials, and how you doing today, sir? First of all, I am very good. I uh, I think I think if anybody wants to follow me, they can find me on Twitter at Manimal Bull, Instagram Manimal Three Hundred, and Facebook is Bull Pro. Remember, old people love Facebook, and I love old people because I'm one of them now. <laughs> well, old people love you too. I mean, I I've I seen him so. my whole life. I've seen him my whole life. <laughs> uh, you know, ladies, gentlemen, boys and girls, just so you guys know, we sat for 13 minutes and 45 seconds before the show getting ready for this by just grumbling and groaning. We just grumbled and groaned at each other uh, for a good 15, almost a good 15 minutes. Uh, so just to, that that's what we do in our spare time. And just letting you know, we're ready now that we've, we've groaned and, and, and grunted. Uh, for a good solid almost 15 minutes. It's a language not everyone understands. True. It's true. It's true. So I'm pumped about today. Uh, full disclaimer, it feels like, and we talked about this off air uh, in, our grumbl- in our groaning and grumbling, that, you know, it feels like catcher, first base, and DH are all going to have some interchangeable pieces. So we're going to kind of just do them all kind of in succession and put them all together uh, back to back to back, so that way there's a little bit of a cohesiveness to it, and I think there'll be a little bit of that today because we're going to talk about first base, the first base position with the Texas Rangers, and I think before we go any further into anything, I think it's deserved and it, uh, and, and time really for us to give Nate Lowe his his due because he was, in my opinion, the best hitter on the Rangers last year. And if you'd have told me before the season that would be the case, I wouldn't have believed it. And, Bull, I know you for sure wouldn't have believed it, but it looks like Nate Lowe made you a believer last year. I think, I think uh, Nate Lowe proved last year that he was a hard worker and that he was willing to put in the work to become a good major league hitter because he struggled with high velocity the year before that and got himself out a lot on fastballs up in the zone and he didn't do that to himself this year he gave himself a chance to in every bat that he was in this year uh, i mean he is what he is at first base but at the plate i mean if he can do anything close to what he did last year uh, he's he's a you know first base is an offensive position you know <laughs> Nobody's out yeah. there looking for, I mean, not, no offense, but there's not a whole lot of guys that are just looking for the next 
defensive gym over at first base. They're, that's right. an offensive position, and it's a position that a lot of people get put there because they're defensively incapable. So <laughs> the fact that he looks like, I mean, you know, he had the highest scoop rating or the scoop percentage this year in, in baseball. So, I mean, I, I don't see any reason why he can't work and become a better a better defensive first baseman in this offseason, like just like last offseason where he became a, a, a more complete hitter. And I, and I think after what we saw last year, I think it's easy to believe that he, that he will because yeah. we know the guy's got work ethic. I mean – Honestly, like the hardest thing, and we talk about this all the time when we talk about minor leaguers, and it, the hardest thing in the big leagues is to hit a breaking ball. Um, uh, it seems like almost every guy that comes up can hit a hit a pretty much hit a fastball, but man, once they have to start going with changes, changing speeds, that's when you really find out who's going to make it at the major league level. And Nate Lowe can hit the breaking stuff, so it's yeah. kind of in reverse with him. You know, it's not the norm. Uh, and the fact that he, you know, I'm going to ask you a question, Bull, and, and you watched a lot more games than I did, but was it because he was able to hit the fastball more or was it because he learned how to lay off of that stuff and look for the pitches that he hits the best or was it a combination of both? He didn't get beat up in the zone as much this year as he had the, the year prior. Um, he was He was a much more patient hitter. And whenever he he didn't guess wrong a whole lot on breaking pitches. Now he still struck out some, and he still had to, you know. I mean, but everybody in Major League Baseball strikes out some now. I mean, you got six guys coming in from everybody's bullpen that throws 100 miles an hour. So yeah, people strike out, and you know, I mean, <laughs> hitting a guy that's 100 miles an hour, you're like swinging the bat where you're guessing he's going to swing and throw the pitch, you know. So. Uh, and, um, so, but he did a much better job of hitting high velocity fastballs this year. And, um, you know, that was his biggest, uh, downfall in the first place. And when, when you would read about him on Twitter, that would be his biggest thing. Well, this year when that's not his biggest thing, the next biggest thing is his defense. So that's what, you know, I mean, that's the next thing that I think he's going to have to prove the pundits wrong about is that he can play a better defense than minus nine defensive runs saved. Yeah. You know, uh, another question I have about Nate Lowe uh, that you probably can answer better uh, than I'm going to find on on, inter- on the internets, and that is how much do you think the now that the shift has been basically nullified, how much do you think that is going to affect Nate Lowe's batting average because he had a I mean it's hard to hit 300 in the big leagues now and he hit 300 last year do you think that he's going to benefit because we've talked about Seager and benefiting him uh do you think it's going to benefit Lowe as well maybe a little bit but Lowe is a guy that uses all fields I mean he's a guy that is he hit 300 because he was able to dump balls into left center field and and, uh, you know, he isn't – not to say that having two guys instead of three on the right side of the diamond isn't going to help him, but he, he's not going to be as highly impacted by it as, like, say, Corey Seager will be. But okay. he's still going to – I mean, you know, if – and that may be the difference between if he has a little fall-off next year that he still hits 300. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, and I think we could just kind of go on and on. 
do you think there'll be any more, one more thing about, C, uh, not Seager, but Lowe that I kind of thought about was, you know, do because a lot of times these teams get really impatient when the player that, with certain players, and you wonder why, it's like, when you got a good guy over there, a solid major leaguer, just leave it well enough alone. Um, do you think his power is going to develop some more or does it even have to? And if it doesn't, do you think the Rangers will get impatient about that? There's a lot of questions there, but I, I think it all kind of rolls I, together. I think that his power numbers went up quite a bit this last year. And he had some, I mean, some real big home runs that were 400 and 70 feet or so so I mean his I think his power is there uh, his recognition of pitches has become good enough to where he's getting into a lot more balls he's I mean he's barreling a lot more balls than he was two years ago and I think that's also the difference of why he hit 280 instead of 26 or 299 or 300 instead of 260 is because he was he was barreling balls that maybe they weren't going out of the park, but they were they were getting down, and he wasn't getting fooled. So I I think like I I think his power numbers were pretty good. I, I mean I think he hit twenty seven, twenty eight home runs, something like that. I mean that's a pretty good that's a pretty good amount, especially when you're you're hitting three hundred and slugging. I mean I think he had like the eight sixty ops, which is you know. That's a good major league ops. I mean, it doesn't matter who you are. That's a good major league ops. I, I agree. And, and I mean, I, I guess we could kind of go on and on about, about low. Uh, but I think it's just nice to know that he's one of that core, one of those core guys with Simeon, Seager, Garcia. And I think low is another one of those core guys that you're going to, if as the Rangers make their moves, he's going to be one of those guys that I think is going to be on the ship. Uh, as the tide rises. Yeah, I think so too. And and you know, we could say that the opportunity arises to get a guy like uh, Corbin Burns, and they want they want Nate Lowe. Would you think? Well, we can we can do that, but I don't think that's <laughs> going to be the case. I don't know. I don't know how that's. I don't think that's going to be a guy that they're particularly wanting. I think it's going to be more like a a lighter or a Owen White or something like that. Well, and I think, I mean, obviously we're probably going to see the possibility of maybe Mitch Garver getting some reps over at yeah. first, maybe uh, Sam Huff getting some reps over at first. And that's where the cross quote unquote pollinization of, uh, of catcher and first base might come into play. I doubt, I don't think we're going to see Nate Lobo on the plate, but we might see him slide over to DH. Um, and, you know, I, I, again, I don't have a problem with that, but I also was checking the free agent list, and we'll get into this a little later, and there's a couple names I'd much rather see in this lineup than, no offense to Sam Huff, and certainly uh, much offense to Mitch Garver than those two guys um, that might serve the Rangers better if they're going to uh, have another first baseman maybe slash DH on the squad. Um, and again, we can get into that later. Well, but before we do that, oh, go ahead. Uh, I mean, the one guy that's on the squad that's in, in the way of a lot of that is Brad Miller. Because uh, he's kind of that first base, left field, DH. He can play a couple of positions, but he's not, uh, you know. Can we, I mean, can we, 
Can we take a minute? He's had just some to, bad to years groan. in a row. Can we take a minute just to kind of groan over over Brad Miller? Ugh. Oh, um, Ugh. not exactly my my favorite yet. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> um, Ugh. but Ugh. he has he has popped. Mm. But he didn't make a lot of contact last year. <laughs> and I mean, yeah, that, well, you know what? That under it's not, 600 ops is It's not a DH show. We'll, we'll smash, we'll take plenty of time to smash on, uh, on Miller when we get to the DHs. But how about we move into the, the, uh, into the farm system? It's kind of our normal routine here. Talk okay. about what we got and see what's on the farm system. There's, there's actually one name that we were we've talked about a little bit that I'm really interested in. Uh, he may not be the most major league ready guy, but he's been have been for a while, uh, and I'd like to hear a little more about him. Uh, and that's uh, it's Justin Foskey, right? Well, Justin Foskey, he's a second baseman. Okay, is he the he's one we were a, talking about move. that might be a? I mean, there may be a possibility of him moving to first base off of second base because there isn't playing time there in the big leagues. But right. I think the guy that's probably closest to ready in their farm is Blaine Krim. Okay. Blaine Krim is a think? guy. He's, he's, he's going to be probably 25, maybe 26 season next year, but he's a college guy. All he does is hit. Um, and he could possibly be one of those guys that if something happens to uh, low as far as injury or something like that, he could pop into the first base position and hit. Or if you move somebody like Sam Huff or Mitch Garver into the first base position, he could pop into the DH position and hit. Um, okay. As far as anything else, I mean, everything else is the one guy that's interesting is uh, Efron, Ef, Efrenier Navarez. Um, but he's, I think they're going to try him as a catcher first. And he's maybe this year just starting like down east this year. So he's still okay. a long ways off, too. And then, but I, I mean, right now, as of everything, I mean, they got Nate Lowe with that. I guess I could start calling him Nathaniel Lowe. It's hard when you change your name from shorter to longer for me to want to call you the longer one, you know. Like, I mean, if you were Nate Lowe when you moved here. You want to go to Nathaniel. Like, nobody in the history of the world has ever been, like, long in their name instead of shortened it. So, <laughs> uh, so I'm probably not going to. So I'll probably yeah, call I mean, him Nate a lot, and no offense to him. Like, I know he likes Nathaniel or prefers Nathaniel or whatever, but I think that's not even his first name anyway, so who cares? Man, if your name is Bart, don't don't make it hard on everybody and start going by Bartholomew, okay? Right, right, Just, right, right. Even at Bart, that's you kind know, of the like, same thing. Yeah, how and, good would Black Bartholomew been? Bart, it works. <laughs> Black Bartholomew was horrible. <laughs> and... I mean, they've got a couple other guys that they've tried at first base and that they might see some action at first base. Uh, the uh, Harvard, kid, Harvard kid that they got from the Yankees in the Gallo trade, um, he played some in the uh, Arizona Fall League this year. He played a little first base. And then uh, uh, Dustin Harris can play first base, but most of his time last year in Frisco came in left field because I think they feel like they have a need for a big bat in left field 
then they do a first base, and that's obviously the truth because Nathaniel Logan won a silver slugger over at first base, and and I mean, no, you know, barring him getting hurt, I, I don't see any reason why he shouldn't be back in a position to to be on that list again next year. Right. Well, tell me now before we move on, though. Again, I know that you said Foscue is more likely he's a second baseman, but is it considering that that position is is pretty much backed up and not going to happen for at least another three or four years? What are the chances that either a they move Foscue or they start looking at him at first base? Because like I told you before on my video game, you know he's got a really bad arm, so I can't imagine them moving him anywhere but first base. Uh, is he somebody that they might look at uh, for the for the long term to maybe move him over there? I think uh, I think if maybe I really do think that he's probably going to be packaged up for starting pitching at some point. Yeah, but I can't you know I can't say that for certain. I don't know exactly how much, but you got to believe there's some interest in him just because he's a he's a uh, a good young hitter that's got man all the all the tools in the world to be a hitter. So, is he a tall guy? Like is he, um, is he, is he, is he comes across as a bit uh, not as a, as a kind of a bigger guy? I don't. I'm not a hundred percent sure. I'd have to. I'd have, have to, to baseball look it up, it? but yeah, I'd have to look it up. But I'm guessing he's probably somewhere around six foot. Okay. Well, why don't we delve into six foot um, even? Six foot even. Okay, so you know so. what that means? Probably more like five ten. Well, we we know that Neil Pozo <laughs> is, you know, <laughs> he, he's he's listed at what what do they say? He was like five ten, two hundred, <laughs> but he's more like five five two sixty. Yeah, it's not like that. There, <laughs> you know, I don't know. I, I, you know, Odor always was at five ten too, and uh, I don't know if I don't know if Rubnet Odor was ever five ten. No, no, I don't think he's that at all. <laughs> I don't think not he's not five not. eight. I don't know. No, no, sorry, Ruggie, but no. Um, yeah, we'll get so, to him let's... when we talk about second second base free agents, right? I hope not. But, uh, <laughs> so, yeah, you know, I'm not a big Ruby fan. He's, he's taking he's, a step he, back if we're talking about him coming back here. No, you know, he stayed. He's, he, it wasn't his fault that his stay in Texas was, number one, too long, and number two, too expensive. Uh, neither, neither – I didn't like his – didn't like anything, any of that. But So, all right, so we got one last category left. I'm kind of – I'm, I'm inter- this is interesting to me because – if you can get in, like, I think the term you use, a team-friendly contract on on some of these guys, um, why not go for them? Well, but you know, I, I kind I of felt like pretty... Rizzo was kind of team-friendly for the uh, Yankees on his See? deal. So, I, I, I mean, it could possibly be there because he, 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 he did two and 40, which is a little bit more than uh, the Rangers are probably going to spend on a first baseman DH. But, like, I mean, if that's the market, you know, Jose Abreu may be somewhere around 10 or 12. I would I would absolutely – Abreu is the kind of guy that comes to Texas and hits. I don't know how else to put it, but guys like that always seem to come to Texas and rank. I mean, he's got just that kind of that um, – the makeup, you know, he's he's got the kind of uh, I don't know how to put it, but 
it's just like I could see him coming over. You know who else is out there? And again, this is kind of sliding over into the DH area, but and I wouldn't hate I wouldn't hate seeing him come back as Nelson Cruz, but maybe we'll say that for the for the uh, DH episode. But I, I would love a Brave. I think he's still got a couple of good years left in him. And if you're if you're really ready to make a push and you think this is the year, um, you know, what, well, again, what's going to hurt you? It, it probably a lot of it depends on what they get starting pitching wise and how much they have to spend on that ball. Because I'm, I'm not a, I'm sorry to jump in here. I'm not against bringing in free agents as long as you're not going to stunt the growth of some of our like, you know, prospects coming up. That that's where I feel like I draw the line. Like that's why I'm not trying to go after some big time free agent catcher unless we're going to get rid of Heim. You know, well, I, I want to see or third base. You know, I want to see the development of the young guys, um, but I don't think there's anybody developing right now. At for, you know, at first base DH, and right now we're sitting with Brad Miller, Mitch Garver, and uh, and Sam Huff, and Nate Lowe. Those are your first guys. And, yeah, I mean, maybe give Brandon Belt a minor league contract with an opportunity to make the big league squad. Maybe the same with Miguel Sano. Miguel Sano is still 29. He's got big time power. Um, Maybe the same with Carlos Santana, too. There's, I mean, there's guys like, I mean, really, Carlos Santana, Trey Mancini, Yuli Gurriel, uh, Mm -hmm. Jesus Aguilar. There's some guys up and down that list that are, that are good. I mean, the best, the best one on there, I think, left is probably. Josh Bell when it comes to like actual he's 30 years old he's got if you're going to give years to he's probably the least likely I think that the Rangers would give years to just on the offer because it's going to cost the most with the most years but Abreu going to be going into the season next year at 36 same thing kind of with uh, Gurriel going into the year next year at 38 like those guys in Santana 36 as well like those guys I mean you year two years to just kind of hit I mean because I think I would rather have like a guy like uh, Santana on the other half of, of Mitch Garver than than uh, uh, Brad Miller no I, I yeah. every name you every name you mentioned and like you and I I think both we're both Josh Bell fans but that that seems like a heavy commitment yeah too much like especially with you having Nate Lowe yeah. Right. But I do love the idea of these other three guys. Well, Guriel, I'm a little – I don't know. I, I don't know if he's, he's – he's a little more of an unknown for me. But like Abreu or Santana, I would – those are the kind of guys I, – I, I just feel like you got to have guys like that on your team if you're going to – if you're going to really make a push. you you got to have veterans. And you know I'm a big fan of the, the mass – Guys that bring a little bit of character to the squad. Santana's got a lot of character. I like that about him. But I also feel like Abreu has that leadership kind of, you know, kind of, he kind of has a bad swagger about him, not phased by anything. A guy that I would love to see come up to the plate in crunch time, you know, clutch situations because it's going to happen. And man, I would much rather him coming up to the plate than Brad Miller. And no offense, but or Garver or Huff. 
know? Yeah, no, absolutely. And and I think um, I even really think Trey Mancini's another one of those guys on the yeah. list. He's still a young dude. He just kind of hit the big leagues early, and, and then he got traded because Baltimore would rather have a prospect at that point. Yeah, I don't does think he fall? Does he fall into the kind of the same category though as uh, as Josh Bell? Because I saw his name on there and I like Mancina, Mike Mancini, but is he kind of somebody that might want more contract wise? I don't think like, so like because he's because he's coming off of years where he hasn't exactly had his best stuff and he's been he went through the cancer treatment and all of that stuff. So I don't know if he's you might you might be able to really sweep him off his feet at two years. Hey, I like the story too. I mean, anybody that can come back from cancer ain't, ain't sweating a 99 mile an hour fastball in the eighth inning. Absolutely not. It's all fun for him at this point. Right. Yeah. I mean, come on. What's a, what's that compared to what he's already been through? Again, these are the kind of guys, though, and I think we both agree. You need some guys on your team. I always call them like the Robert Ori because that's the best guy that comes to my mind. You know, like the, the veteran guy that you don't owe a lot to but will give you so much – they can give you so much more upside, especially in terms of, like, leadership, you know, clutch performance, that kind of stuff. And I, I looked at some of the names on this list, and I thought, so far, those are the best – those are the best kind of names of those types of guys that I feel like you could get without breaking the bank. So yeah, I feel like you I, can kind of go on and on about this one. I, would, I really wouldn't be shocked if, like, like we said, like either like Brandon Belt or Carlos Santana might get like a minor year, a minor league, or a one year, just to kind of come in and hit. For them. I wouldn't be shocked at all. I don't yeah. know about a Brayu. I think someone's going to pay a Brayu a lot more than they're going to be willing to pay him. So right. I don't. I, but I just don't know. I mean, but it's up in the air. And I mean, again, like you said, I mean, Nate Lowe, Mitch Garver. You know, I mean, Brad Miller. I just, I just, yeah, it's like, I mean, like we were talking about yesterday, I don't hate Mitch Gardner at the first base, or I mean, at the uh, catch, DH position, just hitting every day. No, no, I just, if they're going to move him anywhere else, it really hurts my confidence that I can feel like, you know, confident that he's going to be around when we need him and i think that's the problem with that is like if you go into the season with that guy then if he gets hurt now you're looking at blaine Krim or you know going and Sam grabbing somebody and, off the yeah and yeah Mir- be out like they used last year quite a right. bit at the catcher's position and the guy didn't get a hit in like 60 in bats yeah, yeah, yeah you know started what I'm off saying. good yeah I mean, I mean, we're we're talking about coming into an era for the Rangers. Sorry for jumping in so much. I'm just getting a little excited. But we're talking about the Rangers coming into an era where they fired their manager because he wasn't winning. So the narrative now is, hey, we're going to start winning. And some of the things that we're talking about, winning teams don't do this stuff. Winning teams have have make smart moves on the back end of their roster to make sure that they've got the people they need for that time that they need it. Because how many times have you seen guys late in their careers go to these winning teams and maybe only play, you know, part-time, but, man, when they really need them, they come in. Like, think about uh, last year, the guy we loved from TCU, uh, Carpenter, for what he did for oh, the Yankees. Yeah. I mean, yeah. 
the Yankees don't go where they went without him. You know, and no, he wasn't a major role player all year, and he was in and out of the lineup, but the, the time he did spend on the field for them was super crucial. And I but just him, think he got Yeah, him. him getting hurt last year hurt them a whole lot. Yeah. I mean, they kind of left right. the offense in, in Aaron Judge's hands. And, well, thank God, for the, or if you're a Yankee fan, thank God he was more than capable last year. Right. Yeah, because without Aaron Judge, you're, you have the biggest collapse in Second probably class, so, probably yeah. I think probably ten, uh, Baltimore may have even passed him. Right, right. Well, I don't have a whole lot. Personally, I don't have a whole lot more uh, at this stage. Do you got anything else, Bull, that, that you know? I got you, our question you, for today. Oh. I got our question for today. Last right. year, Nate Lowe's defensive run save was negative nine. This year, because of the faith that I have in Nate Lowe going into the offseason and working hard, I'm going to put an over-under of negative five on okay. Nate Lowe's defensive run save next year. Where do you feel he's going to be next year, higher or lower than negative five? I'm going over. I think he's going to be higher. I think what you said about his hard work and work ethic, I'm, I'm, I'm betting on Nate Lowe this year to – Put in so the you word think it'll put, it'll be under the negative five? It'll be closer yes. to zero than negative nine. Flat. I'm gonna say if I just had to pick a number, it ain't gonna. I'll go with flat. Zero point zero will be my my route, my prediction. His defense will not hurt the team whatsoever. I uh, I too will go with the under. Okay, so the under was the over. <laughs> yes. Basically. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, our, okay. Not to be a topper. Not to be a topper. But, but you're going to, but you're going to be a topper. No, it's not necessarily. That. <laughs> I now, man, and, and now guys, uh, those listening, it's not a, it's not a contest. Cause if it's a contest, bull would win, but I had a question. It's a, it's a legit question. And actually I think it's a good question because this show has been a lot about Nate Lowe. And I feel like we're trying to give him his due. And I feel like this question is a good question because going into this season, we might have said something different. But now, who is the best low in baseball? Ooh. It's not as easy to answer anymore, is it? No, I think I think it might be Nate. I know. <laughs> I think it might Isn't be Nate. Yeah, it's, That's it's nice. Before the season, you would have said Brandon Lowe, right? Like, probably, yeah. Not even close. Like, like Brandon Lowe up till last year, but now, after that year, you gotta say like Nate Lowe. Cl- I think he took the. I think, the, I think he took the gap. gap. I I think next year Nate Lowe will be an All Star. There's a there's a uh, out there on a limb prediction that way too early to predict Woo! that Nate Lowe will be an All Star next year. Ah, I like it. I mean, that means he's going to capture hearts and minds. He's not just going to play good on the field. You, he, you got to be lovable. Manimal knows knows about being lovable more than anybody. You got to be lovable to get those votes. So that means not only is Nate Lowe's performance going to be there, but people are going to take notice, and he's going to become uh, become a guy that that people actually really like. And uh, I think I think it's totally possible, dude. And because the real question him, is. Uh, Will Nate Lowe show up to spring training with a shaved head? 
Because Ooh. he was losing, it was thinning last year. It was getting really, really. I mean, is he gonna like oh. make the image jump? You know what I'm talking about? The image or... jump. Or one one year it was flat top fade with, and then the next year he came in bald. Mm. Are we gonna see that from Nate Lowe, or is he just gonna kind of, uh, kind of hang on for dear life? <laughs> fade out? No, but, dude. Let's but... Nate Lowe. If you listen to this show, which you probably never will. I would love let's go toilet bowl with the dirty stash. Love it. He would be my he would be my favorite player in baseball if he went toilet bowl with if, the dirty if stash. And we just stuck with it. I try to tell my <laughs> little brother to just hold that look, you know. I tell him all the time. <laughs> oh shoot, man. Well, hey, we're we we have totally flown off the rails and rightfully so after how the show started. Uh, I think we're coming up on our on our time. Crammed a lot of content into the show like we love to do. I would just say that's our goal is to get as much content in and out to you guys as we possibly can in a short amount of time. So you're not having to listen to some four-hour podcast. Uh, I feel like we covered a lot. I think there's a lot of stuff, good stuff going on. There's a lot to feel good about with the Texas Rangers. And, and like we said – a ton about first base with the Rangers because I mean they got their guy as long as anything doesn't yeah. it doesn't change. I mean they made a move and the, like I mean hindsight like this may be the only time John Daniels got the devil race. <laughs> now 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 he's he's a devil race. Hmm, yeah now he is yeah no I, I know hmm, I feel like hmm. I feel like he made all them trades with the devil race just like with the idea that that's where I want to go when I'm done here. Yeah, he's laying laying a foundation for his, his next job. But yeah, well, God bless him. Let's let's go ahead and scoot out of here, man. Uh, Bull, as always, it's a pleasure, my friend. Uh, love doing this with you got with you, and um, you know more than anything, we we do this just for us to get together and talk baseball. But just want to say thanks to everybody for listening. We love you guys, Bull. Is there anything you want to say before we jet out of here? We're gonna be off tomorrow because tomorrow is Wednesday. And then Thursday is up in the air. If we have an episode, we have an episode. If we don't, we don't. That's just right. the way it's going to be on Thursday. The rest yeah. of the week, Friday, we should be back on. But if you get a bonus episode on Thursday, we're probably going to talk about the DH, which is going to be a lot like this show, which was a lot like yesterday's show. But <laughs> until the Rangers make a move out there on the free agency, we just got to break down the team. <laughs> Well, Bull, why don't you close us out? Give it, give us our closing today. Appreciate it. We can't wait to be back on the air tomorrow or on Thursday or Friday, wherever it is. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you guys then.